the show saying what it do what kind of greeting is that what it do <laughs> I said nigga welcome to black people and how we talk right. <laughs> what it do what kind of greeting is that for international audiences what it do learn some shit <laughs> get some culture oh shit welcome to another new episode of technical file get your monkey ass <laughs> we ain't gonna waste no time with this intro we gonna get right on into it Technical Files, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Ask Ketchum, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. We look comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Eric is not here this week. He on his his Tommy from Martin uh, stuff. We don't know exactly what he doing for work, but he doing something for work. That Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saving the world. And I'm Camille Poingard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door, you know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy K. Harris, the gentleman. The, the gentleman. gentleman. The everyday gentleman. 24 7. But better known as I'm um, still working on it. God <laughs> dang. You've been working shopping this for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Uh, none of them are sticking. <laughs> no. I need some help. Y'all help me with, uh, with another one. Maybe you just end it before you get to the better known as. Oh, yeah. But then I feel like I need to feel something. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'm going to workshop it next week. Stay away from the take that, take that house, bro. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you don't want to You don't want to invoke Diddy's name. He got another new lawsuit yeah, exactly. out as we speak. Damn. Mm-hmm. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Fluff your pillow. <laughs> as a reminder, you guys, please like, subscribe, rate, review, all of those great things that can help tech file out. It's a free way for you to support the pot five stars or better when mm-hmm. you make that review. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can get better than five stars, but if you can, we deserve it. So exactly. give us five stars or better wherever you can. Share the show. Uh, rate the show. If you're on the YouTube, subscribe. If you're watching the YouTube video, <laughs> like the video as well. We don't normally get as many likes as we got views, so go ahead and like that yeah, up. Yeah, go just ahead. click it. like it. Real quick. And as we say week in and week out, we're going to just say this is a phrase that we have coined here on Technical File now. Ah. But uh, show us what that word of mouth do. Yeah. Tell somebody and tell somebody and tell somebody else about the wonders of Technical File Podcast. Make them come quick. We do need to. We, we, <laughs> Jesus Christ. We do need to. We need to work on some trademarking for that. We absolutely do. Yeah. But yeah, make sure y'all do that for us. That's a wild ass. What that word of mouth do. What that do. word of mouth do. And fine print. Make them come quick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. That's a t-shirt? The Untandras. That's a t-shirt? That yeah. Could, that could be Tech a t-shirt. Hey, Eric, hey, you are you are Tech Foul merch guy? Write that one. Get, get, get that one down, fam. Get that one down. There was going to be some lips. Jeez. Okay, <laughs> it ain't got to be all that graphic. You sitting here, you... It's the word of mouth. Kinky Tim out here. Oh, Eric in the comments already. Tim is a freak every day. Out of the week. Like y'all shirts say. <laughs> Two times on Sunday. What you talking about? Hey. So if you watching the YouTube stream, I'm put my glasses on. I know I have to lean forward. Like, mm-hmm. what that comment say? I'm getting old, fam. <laughs> I'm getting old. If y'all can read them, you laughing. You go ahead and read. I them. can barely see that. See, I got glasses on. What uh, Jeff say? What What about getting that five star? Oh damn! You had to sit what up. Five star. You had to sit up. <laughs> <laughs> I showed you. <laughs> 
Hey, we everybody fell in vision testing this one. Like, damn. Can you read that last rope, man? Hell no. No, I can't. I'm sorry, Doc. I what can't. What that say? Read I, not, not a word. <laughs> not a word. <laughs> Let me go throw these motherfuckers on. Hold on. Had to put his glasses on. Oh, okay. I got it. I see it. What about getting that five star frog splash? I wish I could do a frog splash. One of my favorite finishing that, moves. Yeah, ditto. That was like, because I got brothers and shit. We used to do wrestling moves and shit. Man, my me and my cousin used to wrestle too. My finisher was called the Tony Twister after my Uncle Tony. The Tony, the Tony <laughs> Twister. It was like a modified That's like uh, diamond cutter. The Tony uh, Twister. No, mine was, uh, I used to have like the legs and shit like that. And then uh, it was kind of like a F5, but from the hip. F five from the <laughs> hill. He out here killing. I'm surprised that nobody went to the hospital. Hey, listen, there you. was a point where we had it was it was mock tag team titles. It was regular belts hanging from a hanger in the basement, and one of my brothers speared the other one through a wall where he was stuck Ooh. in the wall like this. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like, oh shit. Uh, That's when you know you in trouble. Like we went too far. Well, it's upstairs. We, we go too far. Oh, too dude. far. Not Eric calling us the three blind folks. Oh, hey, fam, I can't hey, even man. front. We got we got studio lights. It's, it's, it's affecting my vision. Yeah, I'm it's definitely going to blame it on the lights. We out here, look, at least we're looking good. <laughs> Crystal clear. All kinds of excuses this week. Look at this shit, dude. I still got this motherfucker. Okay, I see him. I see him. Blue uh, pants, y'all here blueing and shit. Okay. Uh, All right. My bad, bro. Game that needs a name. Y'all want to do something this week or y'all want to get right into the See, Eric ain't here to win it, so what we want to do? I say we get right into the shits. Ah, okay, that's fine with me. You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta tell me twice. I'm trying to hate, but okay. (laughs) 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 All right, to the shits we go. Let's get into the topics. Refting one way from me. That's like last Speed week. That, man, that whistle kept going like eight times. I'm like, my fault. I'm so excited to talk to <laughs> Joe. My fault. All right. So this week, y'all, we're going to start with NBA. Then we're going to go into some pro wrestling news here. Wrestling. After that, we're going to finish it up with some NFL things that mm-hmm. we have seen with Combine Week being here and some news coming out. So to start, Tim, why don't you kick us off, sir? All right, so what I will do is highlight. Where we have started with NBA? This stuff. I'm sorry, I missed it. I was doing something in here. Yeah, we we need. I need that bell too. No, don't you don't need that. We do NBA. Yes, sir. (laughs) Okay, so I'm gonna highlight what our Milwaukee Bucks have been uh, up to lately. (laughs) You giggling a lot, bro. You giggling a lot. Giving us a lot of giggle ammunition. Giggle ammunition, (laughs) man. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, uh, so. Milwaukee Bucks is 3-0 and post the All-Star break, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of hoopla and a lot of fuss, a lot of loud, wrong folk in the back so far. Mm. Um, because a lot of people don't want to trust the process. A lot of people want results now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want results today. There's an impatient world that we live in, and that impatience will cause folks to speak ill of things that they just need to have patience with. Mm-hmm. Or they just stat watching. They're not actually watching the game. Correct. They're just reading the box score. Yep. Yeah. Damn, we lost again? Damn, he shot like this again? Like, no. Did you watch the game? Because mm-hmm. if you watch the game, you will see that the process has changed. You will see yep. that things are actually looking better. How you going to say it looked better in a loss? This is how. Mm-hmm. You implement something. You see that there is a difference between what was going to where mm-hmm. it's going. You see that there are, is a change in mindset not only on offense, but on defense. Mm-hmm. You will see that sometimes the coach put in something 
and it's just the players missing shots. Mm-hmm. Or not buying in. Or not buying in. Or just winning in spite of. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go on a podcast or a, a report or something of that nature and say, hey, we was running our own place. We was winning in spite of. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, Doc started three and seven. Mm-hmm. We've said ample times on here, he's really had not he really has not had his full complement of players for his team. There's been several games where Brooke has been out. There's been several games where Chris has been out. There's been several games where Giannis or Dane has been out. But I think he may have had one, maybe two games of the entire starting five. Since then, there has been plug and play and figuring it out. We have won three in a row post-All-Star break. Yep. Our defensive efficiency has, uh, well, our defensive team rating has us number one in the league in defense. And we will say small sample size. We understand that. Correct. And you can say what you will, say what you want about who we played. Mm-hmm. Coming out the break, it's been nothing but comp outside of Charlotte. But but Charlotte at that point, coming out the break, they've been four, better. They was like three and one or four, three three and one or four, four and oh, or something like that. I ain't they gonna hold they you. were I playing ain't, really well. I ain't going to sit here and hype up Charlotte. I can't do I'm, it. They were, just, <laughs> they were a team that but was no, streaking. They were, they were playing And they were playing better. really well. Mm-hmm. They were playing better. They even beat Indiana, something that we can't seem to do. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that is fair. But we're a number one team defensive rating post all star per NBA.com. <clears throat> we are also fourth in effective field goal percentage. So not only has our defense improved dramatically our offense has stayed up and probably got a little bit better honestly in this three game stretch again you want to say who we played I'll do you one better how many games did we struggle against teams that we probably should have blown out too many so how many games did we play against players now and teams now that we felt like we should have blown out Charlotte we smoked them and did ran them out the gym before the halftime and And did (laughs) played Philly Though they may be a playing team without Embiid, they are still a playoff contending team. We played them very well. Who was uh, Minnesota, number one in the West. Got the dub there. We ended up playing and looking well on both sides of the court. Now, granted, the fourth quarter, eh, That happens. It happens. This is the number one team in the West. They held the Timberwolves to 13 points in the third quarter. That's crazy they held the 76ers to i believe it was 16 points in the fourth quarter and 11 of those points came in garbage time oh man against the hornets yeah, buddy, buddy hill hit like two or three threes finally because i had some money on him and he ain't do shit <laughs> against the hornets they held them to 26 points in the entire first half a season low half. across the nba wow. 26 i think they only scored like four and four in the second or some shit like 10 that. in the second 16 in the first that's so again if you have a process, things take time. Sometimes, this, ain't, this ain't 2K. It's not. <laughs> Sometimes things just take a minute. You got players changing cities. Mm-hmm. You have players changing roles. Mm-hmm. You have more than uh, enough new players, new coaching, new schemes, new a lot of new. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that takes time mm-hmm. to get adjusted to and takes time to get used to. So for those who are saying, fuck Doc, or we ain't yeah. shit changed, or whatever the case may be, I got it. Because right before All-Star, the only game that gave me, like, uh, these cats, uh, was, we talked me- was about Memphis. It. Yes. Yeah. Memphis was the first time since Doc been hired or all season where I was kind of like, uh, these niggas might be who we think they are. <laughs> but I was like, it's still early. We'll give it a chance. 
It's the second half of the season. We're rolling into playoff season now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the road to WrestleMania. One of the toughest schedules in the entire NBA. I think they said, what, fourth? I think we got the now fourth it's, worst. Now it's it's dropping because we've already played some of the comp. But once Doc took over, he we had the toughest schedule going forward from that moment. So it's a lot of things that just takes time. We'll see how we are towards the playoffs. But one of the main things I said, because I talk to a lot of guys that work often. And I was like, I feel like what we should do or what, one of the biggest things that should happen mm-hmm. is Giannis take a backseat to Dame on the court. Is what I said. <clears throat> because you don't have to have the ball all the time for it to be your team. And that's what you mean by backseat. More Correct. so letting Dame have the ball Just let in him his cook. hands more. Let him get comfortable. Let him be who he is. You want him? You want the Dame that we traded for? Let him be that then. You still going to get 30 points on 15 shots. Hell, you do it on a regular basis. <laughs> Eric, I tried to talk y'all off the ledge during that Memphis game. Yeah, boy, but it was it. It was ugly. I was leaning on that motherfucker doing the mic shit. Because the, 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 thing, the thing with that Memphis loss, though, is that it came right after they lost to that heat, the heat game, where it's like they a bunch were. Of backups. Yeah, it wasn't a bunch. And, and, but they were without they were without Butler, they were without Rozier, and you're like, okay, this is a game we should win. After having a really good game against Denver, then they have the stinker against the Heat, then they go against the G League Memphis Grizzlies with an injury list that looked like a CBS receipt, and they still a lose. CBS like, it was, it was embarrassing. But what you look at, to Tim's point that he's making here, is like, but the numbers say because sometimes the eye test alone ain't gonna get you where you need to get to and under Griff the Bucks had the 21st ranked defense based on points per possession 21st we knew that wasn't gonna be good enough the defense the offense was cooking but the defense was slacking and since Doc has taken over actually I should say since the coaching change happened the Bucks have been the fourth best defense in the entire NBA during that span the offense is still coming along but of course as Tim mentioned Chris Middleton has been injured. We had a couple games without Dane. We had some without Brooke. And with the Bucks being such a top-heavy team, uh, most of their offense is going to come from the guys getting the big bucks. So when they're not available, it, it can, it, it may struggle it can a get bit. a little, little <laughs> ugly. <laughs> Outside of Bobby, like, who else you going for for a bucket? Cricket. Cricket. <laughs> exactly. So now we got to go with second-year pro A.J. Green, or we got to go with the Rook, or yeah. we got to go mm-hmm. with Marjan. And Marjan ain't been uh, pro-am Marjan. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I get it, but you still expect some of that scoring to come with him. I've seen the confidence. It's just that he ain't going to get the playing time because Doc going to play the vets. Correct. That's just when he, when Doc said, I'm trying to build up Pat Connaughton's confidence, I said, ah, I, I see where we're going here. Like, it's just not going to be as much opportunity. I also see Eric said the way things are going. <laughs> I would I wouldn't hire Griff to coach a Pee Wee team. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> because the way this team has almost immediately started playing better <laughs> defense is pretty damning. And that's because I literally was watching them under Griff like, I don't know if they have the personnel to play good defense. Correct. And Doc came out and was like, listen, we ain't got no speed. He's I'm gonna be honest with you. We ain't <laughs> we ain't quick, but we got length. And we can use that to affect other offenses. So like mm-hmm. we just have to play to our strengths. And I'm like, wow. Low-hanging fruit. It's so groundbreaking because <laughs> the way things was looking, I, I had some questions. He said he challenged. League, that's uh, hilarious. <laughs> he said he challenged Beasley. Like, hey, we need perimeter defense. You need to play better. And he's taking that. He's kind of ran with that. Grip, like, grip, put that on him. <laughs> but again, we were one of the bigger teams in the league. Mm-hmm. We're one of the uh, the lankier teams in the league. Length. So it's like, if you can't Childish. actually get out there and contest the shot like that, like just your closeout can give 
fucking rattle cats. Like, damn, this is seven foot. Mo- like, Pat Connaughton had a block of a three last night. The girth. Was, was Finally. Night? But yeah, but the way he closes out is like, <laughs> that at man some be point. That flying by like a superhero, fam. He, he jump as high ah! as he can and as far as he can every closeout. That, that turned into a block last night. Yeah. But if you have, if you know in the back of your mind, okay, if I shoot it just a little bit lower than what I'm going to do that, this motherfucker going to do that. So now you're shooting rainbows. That ain't your shot. Listen, <laughs> you got to change the way you do things now. Mm-hmm. You go to the paint, you're shooting these floaters, sure. Now Brooke going to close out. Okay, Brooke ain't dropping no more. Now they tagging. Now all of a sudden, Giannis might actually still come across and smack that motherfucker with the help I defense. I mean, that's the whole thing. With Doc is doing a lot of bud stuff. Which is why I keep saying, like, if you would have told me in May when the Bucks fired Mike Budenholzer, like, hey, mm-hmm. the head coach is going to be coaching this team, leading you on to the playoffs is going to be Doc Rivers, I would have said, why? We have Doc Rivers at home. Why? <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> why are we getting black Doc or black Bud? Like, we don't need this. But after watching Adrian Griffin, and I was giving Griff the benefit of the doubt. Thinking, everybody like, things can think. Not mm-hmm. everybody. Remember, people wanted him fired after six games. Like, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but after smart. everything that's come out about Griff, when you learn more and you hear how the team wasn't really buying in, like, mm-hmm. you needed this. You needed Doc. And now I'm happy about having Doc Rivers as the head coach, which, again, I would not have been in May of 2023. I would have been like, <laughs> what the F? Why? <laughs> why, why, why? But that's what they needed. And good old Doc. Man. He inspires. He knows how to handle superstars. He's yeah. gonna be bluntly honest, mm-hmm. even in the media too much. <laughs> Shut your yeah, ass. I like it. I, I like don't, it. bro. I just I feel like he it's going talk. like I, it's taking our our franchise to poverty. It's like why yeah. y'all always talking? Every yeah, time you turn around, Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks. Off the Milwaukee deep Bucks. End, Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks. He jumped completely out the Motherfuckers window. Motherfuckers out here like every time you turn around, it's a Bucks player saying something in the damn that media. Man like, good luck. Like, I'm not used to this. That man jumped like lower off the steps he said ah back to the ghetto you go like oh, I'm, I'm sick of this shit and every time I turn around Bucks player Bucks coach Bucks player Bucks assistant coach Bucks fan like god damn everybody on the Bucks got something to say hey man let him talk they're one of the best teams in the NBA. That's what's going to happen. Like, that's the personalities. That's what, that's what it's going to be. When you bring a Pat Bev in, the things that make him good on court. That's all he do is talk. That's it. Subscribe to my podcast. That's, that's all he do is That's talk. it. That's what you're going to get from him. And Doc, and um, he, he, he went into the media for a reason. He likes to talk. Like, that is Bro, what you got two get. talking motherfuckers in your organization. That's all you for the year. Eric said Tim was the main one complaining about ESPN not paying attention to the Bucks for I years. I didn't ask the motherfuckers to say everything negative out in this motherfucker. I they said, hey, if we winning, give us our five minutes of fame. These motherfuckers, hey, Bucks won. All right, so the Lakers last night, like, God damn. It's the that, Lakers, Come on, though. Fuck what you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted them to say something come about on, the Bucks. Give us a but, little more limelight. That's Lakers, all. Bucks, come on. Like, who's, who, come on. I mean, if you want to talk about who's playing better, I, the answer is clear. It's Bucks. <laughs> and them motherfucking Lakers would lose by 30 and they still be like okay Bucks won they won by 10 alright so why we gotta talk about the Lakers losing by 35 last night and that's just the way we've for talked 20 about minutes that. we've talked about that for years it's not a surprise as to why it happens or what is happening it's why we tell people to listen to technical file in the first place right. because we are giving coverage that a lot of times you don't get in mm-hmm. national media Absolutely. I will say this and I'm gonna get my Laker takes off as you should and we're gonna give him that it, you know what? But ahead, one thing I'll say about the Bucks and the, the schedule, because it is one of the toughest in the league coming up, and mm-hmm. if the Bucks can continue playing at a high level, mm-hmm. it should strengthen Giannis's MVP case here, because right now it appears to be a two-man race between SGA and the Joker, which mm-hmm. I get. Both of them are hooping. I'm not taking nothing away from them. 
But Giannis is also putting up some crazy numbers. He is shooting at a very high efficiency, over 30 points a game, shooting at least 60% from the field. It's never been done before over a whole season. Like, and he's doing it right now. So, oh, like 12 to 15 shots a game. Right. Bro, and that's the crazy. shot attempts are probably going to continue to decrease as Dame gets more comfortable. But, mm-hmm. wrap this up. One thing that stood out to me that Pat Babs on his podcast, which Tim talking about how he he ain't here for all this, but I I actually enjoy getting these insights because for so long it's just like we don't know like what's mm-hmm. exactly happened to like after the season. But kind of hearing some things is really interesting. Like Pat Bev was talking about the fact that he's been in Dame's ear like, hey bro, I need you to shoot them forty four, mm-hmm. shoot all them forty foot threes, shoot them all. I need to see it. And Dame's like, dog, what? He's like, we got to get used to it. Come playoff time, you're going to be getting 25 shots. You and Giannis going to get 25 shots. And a lot of times in the playoffs, role players are like, man, y'all y'all going G. Like, what, what's up? Y'all taking all these shots. And Pat uh-huh. Bev is like, that's what they supposed to do. <laughs> that's why we paying them. They the stars. That's what's going to happen in the playoffs. And hearing that, like, just him saying, like, already setting the tone. Like, hey, listen, <laughs> come playoff time, Giannis, Dame, Chris, that's going to be most of the shots. We got to come in and play our role and understand that. And hearing document come in and saying, like, he told guys, y'all had a long leash to do whatever y'all wanted on offense. That ends now. <laughs> you not doing this no more. You not bringing you the not, ball up with your big ass. Give it you, to the point guard. You ain't doing these post-ups no more all the time. That's out. That's gone. Like, like we in transition. Then you can bring the ball like, up. Like, figure that out. Until then, give it to the point guard to let him yeah. allow to facilitate the offense. Yeah. Hey, Pat, don't don't bring that up. Give it to Dang. No, but he wants Pat. He, he likes point guard Pat. I don't understand that. But. <laughs> That's what the second unit, though. Yeah. Like, but, if he in the game with Dane, give, give him give, the ball. Give him the ball. But <laughs> Jeff in the comments here pointed out a great fact. Mm-hmm. Pat Bev is doing a lot we don't see. He knows how to be the best role player and bring that out all of the others on the team. Absolutely. And then Eric added in. Doc said, you had big fun. <laughs> you had big fun in Baltimore. The big fun. It right. ends now. We are not doing that. We are, listen, you're going to do what I think you can do best, and we cut all that other stuff out. And it's just for clarification, I don't mind the positive. Like, the Pat Bev stuff like that, like him and talking about when him and Dame had to uh, want to top it up, and he was like, let's talk now, let's go to dinner. Like, I'm cool with that. I don't want... It was Doc Rivers talking about how ownership and shit and how he would rather get started after All-Star and then immediately after uh, Pat going back and forth with J.J. Reddick and shit. And I get it, he was defending Doc still, too. It's just that. you gonna. Uh, I'll take everything else, though. Like, I do like, I agree with you. It, right, that's I agree with you. That's the podcast is dope. That's what come with it, though. I mean, Doc said that in his first Bucks may be available. Like, I, I kind of wish I started after All-Star break. This is very hard for me to walk into. Like, that's why I was like, it's not new. It's just someone else asked him the question. Now Return it's... Return of the Mac. It ain't, that's just, that's just going to be part of it. But, hey, watch watch for them Bucks, man. Let's see how they continue building. I'll be interested to see what they do in Charlotte tomorrow as we record this. And then they have the, uh, the Bulls on the back-to-back. And then they start... A really difficult <laughs> road stretch against some Western Conference teams. They have the Clippers at home on Monday. Yeah, that's wild. Then they head to the West Coast and they play the the Warriors, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Kings. Then they come back home and they have the 76ers and the Suns. And then they go to Boston. Damn. Like it's yeah, it's yeah, a nice stretch, stretch coming up. So it's it's good playoff preparation for the Bucks and at least they tend to play up to the level of competition as well. So. Who you think you are? I am. That's <laughs> <laughs> the anniversary of that, too. I know. I've been seeing it all over the place. Everyone, I'm confused. Like I get it now. I get what I he was get saying. exactly uh-huh. what that man meant. It was the first I'm him. Yeah, basically. Pretty much. That's really what Pretty it was. Much. 
So for my NBA thing this week, I saw that Trey Young, Atlanta Hawks guard Trey Young, he had to get surgery, which was done earlier this week. He had a ligament tear in his pinky, mm-hmm. had to get it fixed. So he's going to be reevaluated hmm. in four weeks. That does not mean he will be back in four weeks, just that he is going to be evaluated during that time. With that being said, the Hawks are currently 26 and 32. Hmm. Like, okay, it's <laughs> okay. Ain't been the season they thought. They're in the ten seed in the East right now. Mm-hmm. Trey Young is about to be out for at least a month, mm-hmm. meaning that when he comes back, it's going to be right before the play-in and playoff race is really starting. So, like prediction time. Where do y'all think the Hawks are going to be when Trey Young comes back? Because one thing that's interesting to me is that with him being so small, he hasn't really missed that much time over his career so far. Yeah. So it's really going to be like the first extended look that the Hawks get mm-hmm. to see what life looks like without Trey Young on the court. Like we heard them with the DeJounte Murray trade rumors mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Lakers were linked to them yeah. for that. So they were like, you know, because they know what it looks like with just Trey. But now what is it going to look like with just DeJounte out there leading the way? Because DeJounte probably is better off playing point. Yeah, he is. Then being the the two guard, it, I think it's going to help line up. So I'm interested in seeing uh, if the Hawks, where they end up at in the standings with just DeJounte leading away, because they've been underwhelming, honestly, mm-hmm. since they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2021. Ever since then, everything's been underwhelming in mm-hmm. Atlanta. Um, Currently, they're on a two-game winning streak. Okay. Uh, since the All-Star break, I'm looking at it. They were they're two and one. They lost to the Raptors by two, but Trey Young was playing that game. That, he was four and thirteen. I think that was the last. Yes, yeah, that was the last time he played. Then they beat Orlando by seventeen. Okay, that's and, a good win. And then they beat the Jazz by twenty eight. That's or, a good one. Yeah, that's a good win. Too. Then they got the twenty seven. I'm sorry. On Thursday. Then they got the Nets and Murray has been putting up big numbers. Some numbers, and he's one of the players that I, I do prize picks on a lot. Uh, just his rebounds and his assists because mm-hmm. they usually keep it around like nine. <laughs> <laughs> and that man be getting like 13 to 15 and shit like that. That's one of my go-tos. But uh, I feel like they paid for Murray because they felt like he would pair well with Trey just based on his play style. But we saw and that, the defense. And the defense. But we saw when he was in San Antonio <laughs> that he was a really good player on a team that didn't have too many good players. Mm-hmm. I feel like even in Atlanta, he he decided to come to a team, took a back seat. And now that he's able to flourish on his own, I think that they will still be all right. So you don't think they really going to lose too much ground in the standings? I don't think they're going to fall too much. Yeah. No, because on, to be fair, when Trey was out there, they had to hide him on defense. I mean, you, he's, he's, he's bad, bad at defense. You don't have to hide your point guard no more. So now you can fill the lineup where you don't really have to hide too much. Like, mm-hmm. looking at the game against the Jazz... They had the starters of Bogdanovich Murray, who Bogdanovich has really been a starter the whole time anyways, but they've been having him coming off the bench a little bit. His minutes have been down a little bit, stuff like that. But now you're going to give him this 33 minutes a game. So you got Murray, Bogdanovich, Capella, Jalen Johnson, and Sadiq Bey. You don't have to hide none of them. Like, the weakest point on there would probably be Bogdanovich. (laughs) Everybody else is capable defenders or big enough to be able to at least get in the way of somebody and things of that nature. Murray's a bigger point guard. So it's like, you can, 
not necessarily addition by subtraction because Trey still brings a lot of offense, a lot of yeah. He's not um, a bad player. Like I gravity. Said, Jeff mentioned that he thinks that uh, Young might be one of the most overrated players in the league, which I'm not sure if I would even say he's overrated because it doesn't seem like his peers generally. <laughs> yeah, they're not. He's not like like putting a lot of fear in yeah. people. Like they know, like oh, he hit the shot. Like. When it, you know, playoff time, you know, he got what, what year was that that he got real hot in the playoffs and probably the 21 run. When yeah, yeah, 21 run. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, yeah, we, we see was... like he's not scared of a shot. So mm-hmm. that always helps in the playoffs. Great passing. Yeah, exactly. But again, like on defense, he, he knows what he gets paid to do is to score. <laughs> so. Now, I actually think that they're going to, I don't think they're going to be worse without Trey Young, as odd as that sounds. Um, but if they do play well without him, and this is their first glimpse at what that life looks like, mm-hmm. I'll be interested in seeing if this summer, instead of them trying to move off Murray again, you hear Trey Young's name. I heard it already. And more trade discussions. And with that, I mean, They've been talking about him to, to the Lakers. Yeah. Like, like on their radar for real. Hey, but him him and AD pick It makes role, more sense. That'd be nasty. Because you got an elite defensive player behind you to help kind of clean up your mess that yeah. if you can't defend that'd as well. Nasty. And then plus, we saw what he did with John Collins, making John Collins look, yeah. like, exactly. look, look phenomenal. You pair him with AD, that pick and roll, the lobs. That'd, like it's, ooh, that'd be ugly. Mm-hmm. Now, Give it to me. <laughs> next next 16 games. Next 16 games is if they're going to be 500 or not. Right? Okay. Read, read them through for us. You got the Nets. That's a win. Win. Nets. That's win. a win. Knicks. L. Loss. Cavs. L. L. Oh, you lost. Grizzlies. Win. Oh, win. Pelicans. Win. Lost. I'm going to say win. Uh, Trailblazers. Win. Win. Jazz. They just beat them. They just smoked their ass. No, they going to get them again. Yeah, lost. <laughs> Clippers. Loss. Lakers. Loss. Double loss. (laughs) (laughs) Never loss. Never loss. (laughs) Suns. That's a loss. That's a loss. Hornets. That's a win. Yeah, win. Celtics. That's a loss. Trailblazers again. That's a win. Win. Then you got the Celtics and the Butts. Loss, loss. Yep. That's almost 500, it feels like. Yeah, that's about 500. It's close to it. That's about 500. What did Eric say? Eric said, if I know the Hawks. They'll be, be 500 <laughs> over the stretch. Yeah, that's about, yeah, that that's, mean, that's right. better than what they have been playing because they have not been a 500 team this season. So that's mm-hmm. actually going, if they do come out 500 over the stretch, that's going to actually be an improvement. Yeah. That's. I can see, I can see, yeah, I can see about 500 <laughs> yeah, around that stretch. Too, around so. there. And that what I think should keep them in the play-in race at that time because if you look at the standings and who's around them, like I said, the Hawks are at the 10 seed right now. They're 26 and 32. Mm-hmm. Behind them is Brooklyn. 22 and 36 so they're up four losses on the team behind them mm-hmm. in the play-in and we mentioned they play the Nets twice right mm-hmm. so you could double up if you can get those victories and then you got like Toronto Charlotte Washington and Detroit mm-hmm. Charlotte Washington Detroit night they're not even in the conversation that's yeah. that's not gonna happen so it's really can Brooklyn and Toronto find a way to get into the play-in race <sighs> I don't see it happening for Brooklyn Toronto might Toronto has one of those interesting ass teams. Bro. They have the same record as the Nets, so like they're not completely out of the mm-hmm. conversation, but like they're gonna need a lot of things to break their way. But I think the Hawks are gonna pretty much be where yeah. they were going to be ultimately, which really surprised me when I started thinking about this because of who Trey Young is and what he has meant to that franchise over the last six years since he's been it's been six years, five yeah, six years, yeah, somewhere because him and Luca, yeah, it's been about mm-hmm. yeah. It's crazy that is. that's been that long, but yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up 
keep an eye on the Hawks. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the with them without Trey and what that might mean for the Hawks in the summertime. <clears throat> One, two, three, yeah. yeah, it's been six years. Let's well, so, um, start it on, on, on Twitter, guys. Let's get Trey Young to L.A. <laughs> Eric said, I'm at the Raptors game, and I think they might be good. Okay, not good, but frisky. That's what I was like. They got an interesting-ass <laughs> team, bro. Like, they got... After that trade, Like, too. Barrett has been playing good. Quigley's yeah. been playing good. You mm-hmm. have... Uh, who the fuck? It was another eyeball over there. I was like, oh, this eyeball? You call him eyeball? It was face? eyeball, bro. It was it was like an eyeball play. Like I didn't think he would do well over there when I say eyeball. <laughs> Grady you Dick? Call, you could call him. Yeah, no, Dick? Grady Dick was drafted to them. Like, I'm just saying, I didn't know if you were No, no, no. It was a. Uh, Dick be balling. <laughs> Wallin. Um, he do. Who, let me see. I'll find it real they quick. They need to let me ghost and um, guest announce just one one home game. No, they don't. Someone gonna you gonna end up getting somebody fired. Dick for three. You. <laughs> 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 that guy's hard as a rock now. See. <laughs> you are wild. See, this is this is uh, why you can't you can't be the MC oh, over man. there. But Cam, what was your NBA thing for um, this week? Yeah. So mine are. To start off, this is absolutely like no hate to the other man or anything like that. When you start a sentence off like that, you know it's no hate, um, anything like that. I just have to. These are my personal, my personal opinion and what I would like to see. So, um, this is my case for Chet winning Rookie of the Year over Wimby. Again, like Wimby is an alien. I understand, like, everything that he's doing and stuff like that, but we just can't forget about my boy. I've always been, like, real heavy on Paul's um, um, on Chet, and he got hurt last year. So He did? You know, so he's redeeming this rookie, himself. This is his rookie year now. But OKC has been very successful, and the reason why they have been successful has been, um, not solely, but has been the reason um, Chet has been playing well. Like he all month, I think the entire season he hasn't shot under fifty percent from the field. He's putting up crazy efficiency numbers. Like his his office efficiency is nuts right now. <laughs> Eric just put a thumb down. Yeah, see here we go. Hey, 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 hey. Eric team win. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, like I, if Vic was never in the in the picture, like everybody would be on Chet nuts right it'll now. It'll be easy. Chet. So it'd be easily Chet. And like I understand that, and it sucks. Like Chet had his chance last year. Unfortunately, he got injured, and a lot of people saying, "Well, they don't consider him a rookie. He yeah, didn't play last year." That's how, that's yeah, how Blake, like, uh, Blake Griffin got his too. Yeah, exactly. So it is what it is. But again, like that's my personal opinion. Um, don't forget about Chet. Like Chet is balling. San Antonio, what? I think they're like 11 and 41 or something like 11 that. 11 and 48. Yeah, 11 and 48. Like, they suck. Um, and OKC is like 41 and 17. So you're using team success as also part of the reason why yes. Chet should get Ricky. Even though Chet got an MVP candidate on his team. Yes. Right. Yes. Mm. See, I'm more so with Eric on the Wimby. Uh, okay. For a while, like early in the season, I'm just, I was just kind of looking at his minutes and how many times he played more than 30. Mm-hmm. Total. You're talking about Wimby, right? Wimby. Okay. More than 30 minutes total has been 21 times. Okay. It's 59 mm. games. So less than half. Less than half the time. And most of those came at the beginning of the season. There was a stretch. December, I mean, uh, October, he played one game over 30 minutes. It was four games. Then in December, he played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine of the 21 in December. And then in January, uh, I'm sorry, November. And then in January, he played one, two, three, four, five, six, and stopped from there. 
So 15 of those 21 came in November and December. From that point on, after that uh, 12-17, he didn't play over 30 minutes again until January 27th. Mm-hmm. He did three in a row. Then from that point, he didn't play over 30 minutes again until February 22nd. Mm-hmm. The numbers that Dick has been putting up has been under 30 minutes. The oh, games that he's been having, let's just go with the last five. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> 26, three blocks, one steal, five assists, nine rebounds. Mm-hmm. 47% shooting, he's 10 for 21. Okay, cool. Next game, 19 points, five steals, five blocks, four assists, 13 rebounds, 38% from the field. Okay, so his field goal percentage ain't that high yet. Next game, 27 points, 5 steals, 5 blocks, 8 assists, 10 rebounds. 43%. Next game, 22 points, 1 steal, 5 blocks, 2 assists, 10 rebounds. Next game, 17 points, 2 steals, 4 blocks, 5 assists, 13 rebounds. Just from those last 5 alone, and all uh, 1, 2, 3, 3 of the 5 was over 30 minutes. The other ones was 27 minutes. Both was 27 minutes on the nose. Mm-hmm. He's not playing the full game damn near. Yeah. Pop even said, I was holding him back for a while because I didn't really want him to run like that. We finna unleash the beast the second half of this season. Since then, it's been milestone after milestone. It's been five by fives. Like, how the fuck are you getting five blocks, five steals, five rebounds? Wimby, like, Wimby might do to it's the nuts. five by five what Russell what did Westbrook did double? to the triple double. Like, Which well, that is crazy. might become like that's crazy thing that you see with Wimby just five by fives. Eric said you threw out a lot of numbers, and I agree. I thought like I, I was did. in math class. I yeah, did. did. My point was a lot of those numbers. Ain't on chat side. Because <laughs> on the defense and offensive end, he's playing both ways crazy now. Now, Chet is also playing really good defense. He's, he's anchoring that Thunder defense as well. He's down there in the So, paint. like, the defense, I, I, I like... For, don't, don't minimize it. I ain't yeah, minimizing it. Like, I would that's say... Why I don't. That, that's where my, my problem comes. Like, people always want to minimize, like, how well Chet, Chet actually is. Like, don't minimize it. Just like, okay, like, Wimby is it, Wimby. Like, yeah. we got to give it to him. But don't just minimize, like, Chet, like he's trash. But here's he's the crazy thing about Tim making the point about the minutes. If you look at their minutes per game, Chet mm-hmm. only averages, like, a minute and a half more per game than what Wimby does. Yeah. So, like, they're... It ain't the, that the, much The different. difference isn't that great, but... Okay, Wimby's, in the past five games, how many L's? <laughs> Here you go. Five. Five. Yeah, all, double loss. Probably all of them for saying it's double. Double loss. Wait, didn't wait, didn't they beat LA? Quinn Temple. Didn't, didn't they beat LA in those last five games? Who? The, the Spurs? Uh, the Spurs. Y'all lost to the Spurs? Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> that was Wimby's uh, five by five. Yikes, yeah, we did. Wait, we was did. that his ten block game? Yikes, fam. It might have been. I can't remember. I did we did lose good for some time. But it's like this. Wimby got the edge on Chet in points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, steals per game, blocks per game. Mm-hmm. He also he also has the unfavorable advantage in turnovers per game. Yeah. Uh, Chet has the advantage when it comes to field goal percentage for sure from the field in general and from three mm-hmm. big time. Chet's a 40% three-point shooter. Wimby's about 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wimby has the edge in free throws as well. So, And also when you look at plus minuses on the season, Chet is a plus 
318 and Wimby is a negative 177. But in he part, plays for the Spurs. He plays for like it's a worst <laughs> yeah. team. Uh-huh. Understand all that, but everything else though, like he got Lost. him like six out of nine. Like it to me, it feels as if Wimby is the the player who you're looking at like more talent. Like yeah, Wimby is like playing. Yeah. better like you might say he's more talented mm-hmm. but Chet is contributing to a winning team Correct. at a very early age which is a whole different skill yeah. set as let's well let's put some respect on his name that's and winning. I think that he's going to finish second yeah. Chet's going to be I, second I, I think in rookie yeah. of the year yeah. uh, but it's, it's also interesting that you bring this up because tomorrow on Thursday guess who plays each other Oh really? The first time was was meh. Yeah, Spurs and Spurs. Oh, and they was going crazy. Yeah, first time it was it wasn't nothing though. No, but the first time them them cats had like a four or five minute stretch straight where they were just going at each other. Oh yeah. Like that shit was it was phenomenal. So the the Spurs going to be trying to get out the L column against the Thunder so we get Good to luck. see Chet versus Wimby tomorrow actually. So it's going to be fun to tune into. Spend some money on that game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into some pro wrestling. Wrestling. We had a PLE this this uh, weekend here. Elimination Chamber took pe- place in Perth, Australia. And given the fact that it took place in Australia, in Perth of all places, uh, that means that if you wanted to watch this pay-per-view live here in the great city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, you were going to have to wake <laughs> up at 4 a.m. I tried. So my question is, like, did y'all watch this pay-per-view live? I mean, PLE. Nope. I watched it at, like, 11 to 12 o'clock. <laughs> I, I watched some of it live. I seen, I missed the opening match because I, <laughs> I was up to about 3. And I was like, I'm going to take this quick nap. Damn. And then my wife woke oh, me up I'll at, like, 5. She's like, hey, it's on. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. She's like, you already missed the uh, women's match. Because uh, the, they opened, they kicked it off. And then I seen the tag team match. I seen... That's all I saw. <laughs> in live time. In live. In live. Time. And my wife watched the whole thing, though. Like, she's seen everything else. She was like, you tried, but you ain't make it. That I was, was, nah, that was definitely me and my... We had our alarm set. My husband said that when my alarm went off, he said, I've, I have one. He like, you woke up very violently. Like, you, like, jumped out your, out your sleep like a cartoon <laughs> He was in prison character. and shit. He's like, you, like, woke <laughs> up, like, angry. Like, you was just, like, jumping. So I'm just like, okay, it's wrestling on. I see it on. I'm kind of awake. I see like the little intro fireworks and everything. I see, oh, they're starting with women's elimination chamber match. The next thing I knew, I was like, oh, look, Becky Lynch won the, the chamber match. And the next thing I knew, I'm like, oh, it's the men's match. I was in and out the entire morning. Like I didn't really wake up, wake up until it was the main event with Rhea Ripley and, and Nia Jack. So like <laughs> I had to catch it. I had to catch the replay. That was too early. I tried. It was too, it was too early. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Eric said I watched that at like 8 a.m. I wasn't about to disrupt yeah. my sleep. Yeah, I, <laughs> I tried. Like 11. I tried. I couldn't do it. But with the small card, it was only four matches on this entire card, not including a pre-show. Mm-hmm. So let's rank the four matches of the night from best to worst. What did y'all think was the best match of the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view? I keep saying pay-per-view. Old habits die hard. Yeah, they do. PLE. I'll give the Women's Elimination Chamber match one. Yeah, Same most here. definitely. Yeah. Clean sweep. Yep, for uh, sure. I give the women's tag, I mean, not the women's, I give the tag team match number two. Really? That was last nah. for me. Yeah, that I was love that. That too. match was good. They put on a show. I boy. should say, too, I don't think it was a bad card. So, like, whatever no. I have last, mm-hmm. it's not saying, like, this yeah, is trash. Yeah, so I think all match. four matches were good. Mm-hmm. It's just the tag one was probably my least favorite yeah. of the four if I had to pick. I agree. I enjoyed it. But what, what did you like about it so much? Like, honestly, it was just the match in its entirety. Like, 
the Tyler Bay and Pete Dunn make a great tag team for one. They have good chemistry. They had good chemistry against uh, the Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the near falls, the back and forth, kind of like the story. Because if there was a couple of times I was like, oh, no, they got it, bro. <laughs> like, there was a couple I was like, they might actually take these bugs from these jokers. But, of course. <laughs> these uh, from these jokers. I know you get old when you talk about the jokers. You old. I'll say these jokers. These job turkeys. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these whatchamacallits. But, I ain't uh, stunning you. <laughs> the, uh, I enjoyed really the back and forth of it. Like, the, the intensity of the match. Like, they're... They they have they're strong style wrestlers Tyler Bate mm-hmm. and Pete Dunne so Pete Dunne with the uh, he'd be fucking with your phalanges and shit. Did like, he actually injure somebody? Did he injure Finn's finger for real? Finn's like I'm pretty sure Finn's thumb was either dislocated or broke at the end of that damn match for real. I need them to choose one name and, and stick with it. <laughs> now they talking about they new Catch Republic and I was like, weren't y'all just British strong style like two weeks ago? Just on Sunday Saturday. Like, <laughs> <laughs> even though I said Tyler Bate looked like uh, Eugene. But <laughs> I see that I was like, damn, damn, this this motherfucker look like little little, little Eugene. Oh, but you could not get away with that one. No, Jesus you could not get Christ. Eugene off now. No, Jesus no way Christ. is that gimmick gonna work. Absolutely Man. not. But uh, <laughs> wow, I that's, that's what I'm saying. Hey, I Vince was a wild that. boy. Like that was nuts. I Man. mean, we should have known when Vince had was Triple H humping the casket. <laughs> oh yeah No the funniest one When he fought God I think Oh when he had Shawn Michaels tagged oh, up with God And this they had nigga, the At the end This nigga was like I, then, He was like Hey man He's like Wait It was him and Shane I yep. cannot have a dog That was the funniest promo Ever dog they was, he, This nigga literally Had God fam When they had his intro And it was just The spotlight it was going just down, down, down. Like, <laughs> God fam I'm like what Who think Why what Vince was in church Talking about And I'm wrong so hey, Shame's looking around like, oh no, don't spite me, spiter. I mean, he had so much shit. Like having him have a big boss man take Big Show's dad. Like, come on now, bro. Way too much. When Big when when Big Boss Man showed up at Big Show's daddy's funeral and he hooked up the car to the casket and And, drove off. And Big Show hopped on that motherfucker. (laughs) He hit that corner. He rolled off that bit. Like Vince had a do rag on, saying nigga. Like what's up, my dog? He this was wild. He wild just boy. didn't give a fuck, my boy. <laughs> and it translated to off the screen as well as we. Yeah, we he was just being himself. It's crazy. We thought that was a character. It was not. Dang, I it forgot about not. Eugene, dude. I literally forgot Eugene existed. Man, that was nuts. <laughs> you can't. That's, <laughs> that's wild. wild. He was wild as shit, dude. That was crazy. Can't bro. do that. Um, can't do that. May Young gave birth to a hand. Bro, they used to do some crazy some wild stuff. I mean, he uh, he had the Undertaker kidnap Stephanie. He, yeah. he, he wanted to do a storyline where he was him the and father, he right? was the father yeah. of Stephanie, yeah, baby. baby. And Stephanie said, "No, wild like, boy, no, we ain't, we ain't just." Doing it was, he was shells at it when the Dudleys power bomb Mae Young through that table. Man. First of all, Wait. I don't know how she wanted to take that bump. Like that's that's crazy dedication. He did it real safely though. He took he took most of it. He did. She she probably she. You ain't putting me through time. no table and no. He took most she of was like it eighty though. something at the time, bro. She put him through a table. Hey man, off the top rope. She hopped up like a G. Off the off stage. stage. Off the stage. I, I didn't want to say. I, was, I thought it was off the stage, but yeah, hell yeah. Fab just the stood there like the trance. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He used to hey. do that shit all the time. Just sitting there looking. 
Uh. Our high school, not high school, our middle school <laughs> teacher looked a lot like Bubba Ray Dudley. And me funny. and Sam used to be in class like, oh, his back hurt today. Ironic. <laughs> after we just watched Raw. That's funny. <laughs> but, you know, wrestling's be wild. But, no, I, I feel you. Either that or Jeff Jarrett hitting her in the head with that damn guitar. Somebody said, "How? what was the budget on guitars for Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> he was he smoked her with that guitar. What would you? Dog, what was re- worse? He really was fucking people up, dog. What? what? Like, he was cocking that, he was cocking that motherfucker back. And man. that bitch exploded. Yes. Would you? Like, okay, that's Jeff a, Jarrett was, he was fucking That's a good up. question. Would you rather take a power bomb off the stage into a table or get hit in the head with a guitar from Jeff power Jarrett? Power bomb me. Right, because Jeff Jarrett, he wasn't holding back. He, went out, he, he was every cocking split. it all the way back. That from. guitar exploded. He was Barry Bonds and motherfuckers, man. <laughs> he was fucking up. <laughs> he was fucking people up. He was just like, oh, I get to hit you today? <laughs> and it's in your head, too. Man, hell no. Yeah, she was just like, <laughs> <laughs> fell down and shit. I was like, damn, bro. Y'all really got her hit like that. Just think about that show, Grandma, dog. You watch no, like, I'm about to be here goes Granny. I'm going him in the back. <laughs> He got a. <laughs> hey, I hope you got another guitar, my nigga, because hey, there's about to be another how fight. How the great kid's like, man, they beat Granny ass on TV. <laughs> you see the way he hit her with that guitar? He's sitting there crying, watching wrestling and oh, shit. Hey, like, nah, bro, you better have another guitar. Shell said he was Ken Griffey with that guitar. I fan. swear, dude. He, man, he was fucking people up, dude. Nah. I never mm-mm. thought I would say I'd prefer to take a table spot, but like. <laughs> I love the name of his finisher, the stroke. Who's finisher? Who's was that? Stroke? That was Jack. Jack. That was all Jeff Jarrett. It was his finisher was the stroke. Go ahead, Google oh, that. Yes, it out, bro. Ain't no way, boy. It was the stroke, fam. Ain't no way hell. Google it. Watch it. Wow, it's going. The stroke. It's going like stroke. Camille cut phone for the virus. Told you. <laughs> told you. Told you his finisher was called the stroke. The stroke. Yes, bro. I told you. Is it because he's giving people strokes? I know my wrestling, like, nigga. Yeah. I got to see what it looks like. I know like. my wrestling. That was his finisher, bro. The stroke, the fam. The stroke. Why he called? <laughs> he, just wanted, he just wanted an excessive name. That exactly, is, bro. Ain't no way. Ain't boy, nothing about that stroke. I thought he would hit him with a guitar calling it the hey, stroke. Bro, no, bro. His finish, that was the stroke, Ain't man. nothing strokey about I that I guess he leaned move. back. Stroke. <laughs> <laughs> stroke. <laughs> That's uh, that's excessive. <laughs> Good old Jeff Jarrett. That's terrible. Double J. Double J. <laughs> no, that's wrestling be wild. It do. Um, number three. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say the men's elimination chamber. That was my number two. Yeah, that was my number two. We had too. the same list. Yeah. Okay, and then of course number four then would be uh, the Ripley Nia Jax match. See, we mm-hmm. pre- so. Almost, I mean, it's a very small card. One and, yeah. well, so one and three. We need mm-hmm. flip-flops. Or two a lot, and three. But me and Ken had the women's elimination chamber match, then mm-hmm. the men's match, yeah. and then Rhea versus Nia, and then Judgment Day versus whatever they call themselves yeah. now. New Catch Republic, That's British crazy. Strong styled. Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn. Yeah, them, them, exactly. them niggas. That's, what, that's, that's it. But I, I thought it was a really good uh, paper, paper, PLE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was good. They, they let them wrestle. Like yeah. they let them. Yeah, they the women match had more spots. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did. the men's match had more storyline stuff to it. Like AJ Styles coming in and beating up LA Knight because he'd been screwing them over for a while, anyways. <laughs> like that helped continue that story. And I was wondering how he's gonna figure out a way to get LA Knight on the card because I figured who would win both Elimination Chamber matches. I figured it was gonna be Becky because the way they had been building yeah. that up. And I figured it'd be Drew McIntyre. I was like, it don't feel Playing like hate of the year. Man, yeah. he been too hot. Like it was like yeah, it just he, makes he, sense. He, he's smoking right so now. I was wondering how they was gonna figure out a way to get LA Knight on the card and. AJ Styles LA Knight could be 
That's probably gonna be the main event. That should be fun. Because I feel like Bianca might end up teaming, teaming up with Jade at some point going into Mania or maybe against. That, that's just a dream booking kind of thing. But like, either she go team with or go against Jade leading We're into ready Mania. to see Jade. That's what it comes down to. I don't think they're going to yeah. leave Bianca off of WrestleMania this year. You can't. No, you can't. You that's can't. impossible. You can't. So they got to figure out something to do with her. She ain't really feuding with nobody. Mm-mm. She ain't got no storylines, honestly, going on right now. No. So it's like, okay, what's next? Something's gonna have to shake, uh, pot shake with her. I was like, shit. They got Street profits probably going. gonna be. The TV shows. But again, on. I didn't even watch it yet. I heard it's really good. It's good. Mm-hmm. I enjoy, that motherfucker. <laughs> her husband, Montez Ford, is hilarious. He seems like a very that, high energy man. You'll see some <clears throat> slight similarities, I think. But yeah, he's <laughs> no, he, he, that nigga Tim fam. He definitely like he. When he was singing to the shake, though. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny though. It's, it's dope funny. To see. Like yeah, they, black they cool. love, you know. It is. Yeah. Black love, they look yeah. you know, successful. Still, she fine as a mother. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. Good lord. Yes, sir. But no, it's it's good. Um so they gotta figure out something with her. Uh Street yeah, Profits probably gonna be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal type shit, unless they have a big ass tag team. <laughs> you said who? The, Street, Street Profits, Profits gonna oh, be okay, in the yeah. battle royal. Oh yeah, yeah, they throw them in that joint. Yeah, they gonna, gonna be uh, it should be fun, man. it was a good paper God. PLE. It was a good PLE. Mm-hmm. Um, if you did not watch The Mission Chamber if you got a couple hours I would definitely recommend that's mm-hmm. one to go back and watch uh, the spectacle of the Elimination Chamber match in itself is already so entertaining so mm-hmm. like check that out alright let's finish up with some NFL news and get up on out of here we talking about wrestling and fighting yeah man so uh, it was a lot of tussling over the weekend like there's a lot of tussling um Cam Newton was involved in a scuffle at a 707 football game in Atlanta, Georgia on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So the event was organized by Weeball Sports, and apparently sports media company brought youth under 15 and youth under 18 teams in Georgia and Alabama together for a competitive tournament. Cam Newton is the founder of C1N, a program that participated. So leading up to this, I didn't realize it was a 707 tournament. I just seen the first video I seen pertaining to all of this mm-hmm. was one of the three the head coach of the opposite team I can't remember their name oh uh, top don't matter yeah don't I think it's top shelf or some shit like that okay. right I, I seen the video at least four or five times before it even happened y'all gonna bring that quarterback into town that the non-throwing quarterback can't beat me seen that video at least three four times you talking about Cam yes oh come on fam so uh, MVP exactly now come mind on, you he talking about Cam's actual ability, not Cam's football team. And Cam is the coach and the founder of this football team. Right. So I would have expected if you're going to trash talk, trash talk about how your team is going to beat Cam's team, not his actual physical play ability, that non-throwing quarterback from Atlanta ain't going to come in here and beat me. He, he can't touch me. He can't do that. i seen that video at least four or five times. Okay. Then I see the next day or so, this big ass scuffle with Cam in there. And it really was just, uh, Cam was manhandling everybody. They tried to jump that man, it looked like. To <laughs> they me. tried. He grabbed the first coach, and dude with the locks came through, and he grabbed all a handful of those shits, and he was just slinging motherfuckers around. 
He was hitting them against each other. He was on the gate. He was smiling the whole time. It didn't look like throwing three grown men around. Have you ever played like a Batman video game? That's how that shit was, bro. He was just jumping the motherfuckers like, jump over here, hit this. I was like, bam. Like, Fab beat the. I was like, no, he beat the. He smoked their ass. It didn't even look like he wanted to really fight. He He wanted to get them off of him. Really? Like that's but he was like, hey, since you here, let me move real quick. But see, the dis- just the disrespect, though, in this So disrespect. That's like, the problem. On, like, that's, no. No matter what. So then them cats, the head coach and the one that's, I guess, the two main coaches of the team, mm-hmm. turned around and hopped on a podcast to talk about it. Wow. That's what Eric, Eric just said. How do you try to wow. jump somebody, fail, and then do a podcast about it? Bring back shame. I'm on the podcast, of course. Man, we weren't even doing nothing, man. He was talking shit to us days leading up to the event. And dit, 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 dit. Then y'all talked But the back. video I saw uh, was you. And there was no video I saw of Cam nowhere. Yeah. I seen the video of Cam him. Cam wouldn't do that now, anyway. I, now, I will say, just because there's not video Correct. evidence does not mean it was happening. We know that Cam But we Newton, saw you. We know Cam was a, histor- a historical trash talker. Sure. He's always talking. Sure. That being if he said, can't take it. That being said, Cam never put his hands on them. No. Either you better have some like, that like, be like a how thought, we grew though. like how we grew up. How's that a thought? If someone ribbing you, it you is. you better rib them back, or just take or you shit. take it. <laughs> That's your only Get the fuck out of there. You don't go beat someone like. Hey. But then like what like in your mind though? What think? What makes you think like? Oh, bro, I'm for the swing off on Cam. Based Newton. on the pod, they said that Cam grabbed the smaller coach first, mm-hmm. and that's why bro with the Easy locks work. came in and started swinging on him. Oh, okay. And I'm my whole thing is he organized this. He set all of this up. He's funding this. He's giving these kids an opportunity to be seen. Yeah. Different players, different scouts, different organizations to go come through because the U fifteen and the U eighteen, mm-hmm. a lot of the U eighteen kids is probably finna hit college. Yeah. Soon, not this year, maybe next year, maybe two years from there, whatever. But that's an opportunity for them to showcase their ability. Mm-hmm. The same thing with the U15. There's going to be some prominent high schools that's probably going to be there that has good football programs. We know how football is in the South. Right. There's going to be some schools that produce player after player after player that goes to the Georgias, the Alabamas, the Texases, the the big prominent schools, the ACC, SEC schools. Like Those high schools and the way that they feel about football in the South, especially high school football, is crazy. That's a big deal. So for them to be able to be in a showcase presented by Cam Newton, who was an NFL player, no matter what you say, yeah. a cat on a practice squad is colder than an average motherfucker. Yeah. Like, there was a dude that was here in Milwaukee who was on the Panthers practice squad as a wide receiver. That yeah. motherfucker was nice. Now, we should say it wasn't Cam's event. It's just that his team was participating in this mm-hmm. particular mm-hmm. Hey, But he also helped sponsor, I believe, or something like that. Like, we like know that. Cam be doing all this stuff. And yeah. to Bill's point in the comments, just saying, like, Cam was only trying to do some good for the community. Like, it's sad. Like, I got no point it should have came to hands. Never. It should have. That should have never been a thought. Never. And like, also, that's the crazy part about it. How foolish are you to try a six foot four, two He's six six. I'll say, <laughs> let's, let's, let's do an average. Six five, Cam Newton. Two fifty. Like, what did you think you was really going to do? Boy, six, seven grown men running have you, full speed. Have you not watched this down. man play, bro? How like, many yo- <laughs> tackles he used to break as a quarterback? There was a six, seven grown men running full speed at this man could not bring him yeah, down. No. He's smiling at them, taking, boop, watch out, bro. And now he in this scuffle, sitting here getting jumped, trying With to With the average himself. joke. Yeah. But, and, and he don't even lose his hat. Pros versus, exactly. my man's out, out there. Cam. His hat Shout stayed on Cam, the whole, the brim didn't get yeah. bent. Nigga said he had the sword and hat from Wizard of, uh, from Harry Potter <laughs> on and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> they, he always the butt of everybody jokes, man. But y'all got to put his respect on yes, Cam. Yes, bro. Cam. Like, like, I'm all, like, Cam is one of my favorite oh, quarterbacks, yeah. like, ever. Like, Cam is was that nigga, like, in college and in the pros. Like, this man is an MVP, fam. Went to, well, he went to a Super Bowl. Yep. Yes. Like, what? And, yo, but y'all don't, why don't y'all put respect on this man's name? You know, it, it's nuts. It, it made me think about, like, all the dudes who be talking crazy about uh, Russell Wilson. Like, oh, mm-hmm. man, he's soft from this and this and this and that. And after I watched that Cam Newton tape of him trying, people trying to jump him, and he, I'm like, Football players are different. They big off. as shit, bro. <laughs> like y'all be thinking Russ is out here soft because he's no, a family he probably man. Put like, the hands on, if he had to, he'd put the hands on. Football is innately violent. If you play football, like there is something wrong with you at a certain <laughs> level. Grown man, you have to enjoy hitting and being hit and the whole thrill of all of that that goes along with the game. Like I, I ain't trying no. Or at least be able to take a hit. Mm-hmm. And these are six five, running a four four, grown men smacking them. Do you think your little ass finna come and do some damage? And Russ small, but like I wouldn't try it. No. Shells added the guy that was at the seven on seven said them dudes was talking crazy to everybody the whole event before the scuffle. Again, See? I seen the video first. So y'all was bringing like that type of energy the whole way through. Like let's do this for the kids. Let's exactly. remember what it's about. They try to capitalize. Just thank on God that. that's all it came to. It wasn't that's nothing, a fact. Like it wasn't nothing worse that's than that. It just a little scuffle and all of that. Y'all but should be. Y'all should be better. And exactly. to, to Eric's point, kids, like what? Like what are we doing? Bring shame back. Y'all should have some shame. Do exactly. you not have any shame? Shame. Like, now y'all trying to eat. Y'all trying to eat off ass whooping. Shame. shame. Like come on, fam. This that, ass whooping that like, you you brought upon yourself. Shame. Like <laughs> that, come on. The man. fuck you gonna hop on a podcast? Someone say yeah, we got an ass whoop, but that wasn't our fault. Uh, huh? Shame. And we ain't talking about a low down dirty one either. <laughs> but no. <laughs> but no. <laughs> well, Mr. Coffee, <laughs> if you want some cream. <laughs> he was wilding. <laughs> My boy was wilding. Oh, man. I'm your man. I love it. <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies still too. I love it. I got I'll be watch I'll be trying to find it every now and then. I'll, like if I, I can find to, it, I throw it on. I bought it. I had to purchase <laughs> it myself. I bought it on Amazon. Oh, I had man. to have it. Like that's that's a classic. Hey, listen, as Black History wraps up here, if you have never seen a low down dirty oh, yeah, chain, that, you gotta see that. You game. have to. It's a few of them that we'll throw extra, but you gotta yeah, see. That's that's one that's that is hilarious. absolutely gotta be on the list. Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Peaches. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you got uh, me super girl. That shit was wild. He was wilding, my boy. What do you say? Brave- sausages <laughs> want one. <laughs> That was hilarious. Moby for me. Oh man, he was walling, bro. Hey, Bernard was was the star in that movie, fam. When he was at the club, and he thought he got shot. He was on, it's just oh. one best actress. Man, nah, that's hilarious. a classic. That's a classic. Um, one last part that I'll always love. I forget the chick name who was the the villain, the light skin. Fine as fuck. At the end, and she was talking to this Ross nigga. Miller, and she was trying to give him some. Mad as a bit, and he didn't go for it. At the end, she killed him, and she's like, "Stupid, stupid mother effer, you could have had some pussy." <laughs> <laughs> I think about that way too often. Mm-hmm. Could have had ah. you. that motherfucker was cold. Uh. He just ended up dead. Sonny Ross Miller. Damn. All right. <laughs> so the Green Bay Packers uh, have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. We, as we mentioned at the top of the show, it is combine week. A lot of every NFL people are down and Indy getting ready for the, the big day tomorrow. And Packers GM, Brian Gutekist, he got up and he, you know, he talked to the media and whatnot. And one of the things that he mentioned was that when it comes to the future of David Bocciari, the Packers five time, all pro left tackle, mm-hmm. David Bocciari, 
uh, they're going to make a decision on what's going to happen with him before the league year starts, and that is March 13th. So he pretty much said, hey, it's coming soon. And with him saying that, it has led many people to believe that it is about to be the end of David Bakhtiari in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense as to why, right? And David Bakhtiari himself isn't even going to be healthy and ready to play until, like, training camp. So they're not even waiting until he gets healthy to make a decision. They're like, listen, mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to make a decision quick, soon, and in a hurry. Um, and Bakhtiari has a cap hit that's a little bit over $40 million mm. for this upcoming season. So if they do cut or release him, they'll get back, like, an instant $21 million wow. in cap space. They're, not that, they're going to have, like, that $19, 20000000 million in dead cap space on mm-hmm. that's going to be hidden, but... You clear up 20 mil in a year where the salary cap went up already more than you thought it would. Mm-hmm. Went up like 30 million. After you have already restructured uh, Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith's contract to free up a little bit more money. Now it's kind of interesting, like, hmm, what can you do here in this market, especially knowing they have a new defensive coordinator coming into town who's going to be playing a different style of football, going mm-hmm. to that 4-3 instead of that 3-4. Need you some some solids. You need solid safety. Need a solid linebacker. There's a lot of good ones in the free agency. I'm saying. So, like, them doing this makes me think the Packers, well, at least they're going to have the flexibility to be a player. Now, we know the Packers don't tend to be, like, day one free agent dudes. They normally try to wait until, you know, you don't have to overpay for talent. But the fact that they're going to have the flexibility, um, I think that's going to be good for them. But I can use a number. <clears throat> I don't want to hear the numbers, fam. I'm not even going to lie to you. Because what it come down to for me... This man, well, just how much we got right now. Oh, like cap space? Yeah. Isn't it like a little bit over $7 million? We got $7 million. Yeah. If he give us twenty one, i I'm saying. <sighs> but here's the thing with Bobatiari that I want to be very clear. Like, mm-hmm. if he is cut, which it seems like he will be, wherever he goes, even if it's to the Jets, I hope that he is successful. Because David Bobatiari has been... Somebody Stay. who really carried the G. Come up the as, road. As we say, <laughs> here you go. Y'all need him. That's what I'm saying. Come up the road, B. We, we take care of you. Y'all, and when he is healthy. Yeah, I got money. When he is healthy, mm-hmm. he is still one of the game's best, as Ooh. we saw. In the one game he played this year, which was against the Bears, actually, week one mm-hmm. in Chicago, like he is still dominant. But the fact that they were able to have Rashid, uh, Rasheed Walker come in, a seventh-round pick, who started off a little shaky at first. But ended up having a pretty good season. I think it gave the Packers a little bit more stability and being like, "Hey, we we got we got something here in case we don't if we don't draft nobody. We know we have a left tackle that can protect Jordan Love's blind side." Like, mm-hmm. according to Pro Football Focus, Rasheed Walker lo- logged 577 snaps in pass protection last season and surrendered six sacks, including two over the last eight games, playoffs included. Hmm. So as the season went on, he got stronger for sure. <laughs> Uh, we got some free agent <laughs> comments here about the Packers. Eric asks, is Winfield expected to be franchised? And Shell's added, Patrick Queen is his dream pickup for the Packers. Please don't get Tim started about Patrick Queen. I mean, shit. He's 25. And he played really well last year with some talent around him. Like, him and uh, Quay Walker in the middle would be crazy. But, I mean, again, with the Winfield comment, Bucks got a decision to make. Yeah, they do. Because they released, uh, I was going to put it in there, but they let go of uh, Devin White, too. Devin White is a monster. Then you have Antoine Winfield, but then you also have Mike Evans. So do they tag Mike Evans, and then they try to restructure, I mean, try to re-sign Winfield, or do they tag Winfield, but then not just Winfield is a free agent. You got Xavier McKinney that's a free agent. You got mm-hmm. Charles Gardner. Uh, There's some Charles options Gardner. Like, out here. You got a lot of 
top tier safety slash D uh, shit, just top tier DBs that are free agents. I was going through the list the other day. I was like, mm-hmm. holy crap. Now, I have been seeing the rumors of that because uh, with the Chiefs going to franchise Sneed, and they say, hey, if you can find a trade, go ahead and get you one. Like, he's been rumored to the Lions, which, please, God, no. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, because they franchised him. Don't do it. But they said, like, if you can find you a trade, go ahead, buddy. Don't, hey, Detroit, no. <laughs> Don't want to see that happen. And real quick, before I get off my topic, and uh, Ken, you can finish this up here. Mm-hmm. Lion fans are really butthurt <clears throat> about Brian Gutekind making a comment, which he was asked about. They, they asked him, like, hey, it like you guys are chasing the Lions in the division. How do you feel about that? And he's like, listen, uh, we don't hang divisional banners in Green Bay. That's that's not what we do. <laughs> Good for them, but like we got our sights set on something different. And some Lion fans went up the deep end. I saw the Locked On Lions host. He had a whole segment. Oh, he did? <laughs> going crazy. Going crazy. Talking about something. You talking about how y'all don't hang divisional titles. Well, it's been so long since you had one. You ain't got nothing to hang anyways. It's been two years. I was like, two years is a long time? Y'all went Stop 30 it. years Stop in between it, y'all's. Like, the worst argument. <laughs> he, he, he gave the worst case. Y'all only hang Super Bowl banners. What, how many did Brett Favre give you? How many did Aaron Rodgers? What, they, they didn't give you multiples. You only got two to show from 95. How many do you have, sir? Two more than you. <laughs> That's Two crazy. more. Like, Lions fans, listen, I've been real cool with the Lions fan base. Like, I I, I don't really – the Bears is my beef. And then the Vikings because – Well, we do. You know how it go. I mean, yeah, that's I the real rivalry yeah. here. And the Vikings fans because I didn't realize how much Minnesota hated Green Bay, which made me laugh. And I was like, oh, now I'm going to really enjoy this too. The Listen, Detroit, let's amp it up then. If we're going to be rivals, we're going to be rivals. But, like, that is really funny that y'all was so butthurt about that because let me tell y'all something. Goody was asked a question and he answered it. But what he said was not new. That has been company policy in Green Bay. Mike McCarthy talked about that when he was here. We don't hang divisional banners here. That's not what we play for. And the fact that we haven't gotten championships more than two out of two Hall of Fame quarterbacks has been a disappointment. When you're a team that plays with expectations, mm-hmm. what you expect is different. So when you end the season, it's like, dang, NFC championship game. Mm, we lost. Like, we don't look at that like, hey, what, what a good year. It was we didn't do what we supposed to do. Now, the Lions making in the playoffs was a celebration just to get to the playoffs. And that's cool because that's where y'all are in the history of y'all franchise right now. And that's cool. I'm not knocking y'all. So worry about what y'all got going on over there. Worry about winning some playoff <laughs> games. Worry about getting to the NFC championship games. Maybe in the Super Bowl. Because we trying to do that over here. You know, you know. Shells, real quick. They let go of White, Barrett, and uh, who was it? White, Barrett, and uh, Levante David. So all three of them are free agents. But they got Devin White as the 70th ranked out of 101 because they said he lost his assignment from time to time. He often yeah. freelanced and missed assignments and coverage this past season, which did not sit well with head coach Todd Bowles. And Bill added that uh, David Bottiari and Goody should still talk and get the deal done if he passes the physical. A box you understand playing with the Jets means 12 games on turf if you play with the Jets, 11 games on grass with the pack. Like, I get the, the grass turf thing, but like, and that's part of why Goody, Goody said I haven't made a decision yet because like, I don't have to yet. Like, I'm going to wait and we're going to mm-hmm. see what happens. Like, it's not guaranteed he's going to be gone. It's just looking like he's going to be gone, but... I could see David Bazziari wanting to finish his career out playing with one of his best friends in New York, regardless of his turf or grass um, on that field. But we're going to see. 
Okay, so my thing was about the Bears. Um, it is reported that the Bears are leaning towards trading the number one pick, similar to um, what we did last year. So yeah. uh, what makes sense with that is that we are going to keep Justin Fields. It seems like that's what y'all leaning towards <clears throat> at the yeah, moment. And I'm... And you've been on that ball. I've been I've been saying that. I want Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> so if we can if we can trade down a few um a few to get him and we can still get, you know, some more picks and like reload, like mm-hmm. and build around Justin Fields, like why not? We get another if we can get Marvin Harrison Jr., that's another weapon for him. Work on the offensive line, um, get another defensive piece, like we got it. So I'm excited. I'm here for it. I know. I know a lot of um, Bear fans are like ready. Like, oh, we need to. We can't give up um, the opportunity of getting like a talent like Williams or, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say like I'm not completely like sold on Williams or anything like that. But we are in a okay situation enough for us to be like, you know what? We good with what we have. Mm-hmm. Let's build around this and make this work. So. Yeah, so let's do it. I don't want to put all our eggs in a, in one. What they say, put all one, your eggs one in one basket. basket. Yeah, with uh, with going all in with um, Caleb. So, and then this is also my bad with Justin Fields. This is um, <laughs> final year of his um, contract as well. So they're gonna have to, gonna so pay we'll him. have to pay him regardless. See, ya. I feel like the lowest y'all could trade would be just four. Okay. Well. Yeah, maybe know. three because Arizona's at number four and they good on Kyler like they good with Kyler Murray. He's, there's no question no if ands yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not looking at a quarterback that came out they was like mm-hmm. look Kyler Murray has made hell of advancements and shit like that so mm-hmm. if y'all want to get Harrison Jr. still the lowest you can go is three because it's, it's y'all Washington and New England Washington, Washington and New England both need a quarterback. Washington mm. need to holler at us and figure that out. Because y'all, well, y'all need Williams, so let's make I it happen. Correct. So, so for them to move up yeah. one spot, it may be a haul. But outside of that, like unless you talking about Tennessee or New York, but they said they good with uh, Danny Dimes. So uh, okay, but that Tennessee yeah. is number seven. <laughs> okay, I mean, they paid them. Hey, listen, last year y'all, or yeah, last year y'all uh, traded y'all first round draft pick. Y'all mm-hmm. got back two first, two seconds, and DJ Moore. So yeah. like, and they DJ Moore had a great year. season. So pretty much, uh, and y'all want a, a really good player, two mm-hmm. first, two seconds. Yeah, just give us that. We'll be good. We'll make it happen. Honestly, I know there there's, a, like you said, a contingent of people who are like, no, they got to get Caleb Williams. But like, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not that sold on him either. I, I'm not going to act like I'm a draft Nick. Like this is my first mm-hmm. year where I'm really going to be doing like draft prep and mm-hmm. looking into players. And, and even yeah. yet and still, like I'm not going to a level that like the draft experts do. Yeah. Uh, but. Caleb Williams is going to be really interesting to see. And I think, like, where he lands, I mean, it's always important where you land, but, like, mm-hmm. with all the hype that he has been getting, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. You, you even mentioned that you think that Daniels is going to be a better quarterback. I like Jaden Daniels yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot, a lot. Like, bro's nice. And he can fucking haul ass, bro. He be yeah. gone. We're going to see. Like, it's, it's that time. Like, combine stuff kicks off tomorrow, Thursday. You get to start seeing all the action. NFL Network going to be covering it 24-7. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be my favorite time. Sure. One of my favorite times of the year. But the NFL Network on, leader crib, come back, it's still, still on. Still on. <laughs> <laughs> Shells added, random side note, but he had no idea that Roy Hibbert is doing college basketball commentary for CBS. I also had no idea. Oh, Roy, really? That's a blast from the past. I, I forgot about Roy Hibbert. And indie teams, but hey, that's the show for this week. Mm-hmm. Parting words of wisdom. Black History Month is wrapping up here. We are in, it's February 28th today. 
we got a leap day tomorrow, so we get an extra day of February. Um, and Black History Month is always cool because you get to learn about all of these influential black figures who help shape society, who helped improve society, right? And I just want to say this week, uh, with Black History wrapping up, as a black woman sitting here next to two black men, right? Black history is also family history. Mm-hmm. And I say that in particular because I was somebody who had a, a deep interest in trying to go back and like, ans- or what's the, what's the website? Ancestry.com uh, <laughs> and do all the trees and stuff. But what you realize is like how hard it is to do for black people because we don't have records, really. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really hard to figure that out. So one thing I've always heard is like, hey, it's a joke like black people don't throw away obituaries and it's a joke about it but the reason behind it and why we at the new generation should continue to keep them is that this is family history and a lot of these obituaries like that's how you're going to be able to piece together a lot of these dots here right Mm -hmm. and for years we've had the jokes about hey we ain't our ancestors like i'll I'll whoop you and this and this and that and i've always felt that was disrespectful yeah because our ancestors were very strong people they went through a lot. They had to deal with a lot. Times were really different and they were able to sustain long enough to have a bloodline that still flows today as we are their ancestors, mm-hmm. right? So with that, I love to say like we are ancestors' wildest dreams. Like that's that's the goal here. And I'm gonna just end it with that by saying like, especially as a black person here, Black History Month, listen, you are continuing black history in your own family's bloodline. Mm-hmm. No matter if, if even if you don't become famous, you don't whatever it is like wh- whatever your lasting legacy is on this here earth, it is a reflection of your ancestor. You are continuously making Black history in your own right. So continue to do things for the ancestors. Continue to do things uh, that big up the family and continue to make sure that you hold on to family history and teach that next generation about it as well because we can't let information die with us. So listen. Big responsibility as we get older. <laughs> it keeps coming. We the adults now. We gotta we gotta be on top of our game with that. So uh just encouraging all the black people out here listening to all the people, all our people, like keep going. We know it can be hard, especially when you see how society be treating us and mm-hmm. how you can see the injustices and how things aren't equal. Like keep going. Keep going. You got it. You got it. Keep going. That's what I wanted to end with this week. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on, man. Happy Black History Month. Hope y'all enjoyed that as well. And hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. Shout out to uh, Eric. Hope we held you down this week while you out here on business. Shout out AJ. AJ Johnson. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to get up out of here. If you want to follow me, you can catch me. Wait a minute. On Twitter and Instagram and these PSN 2K streets. Actually, (laughs) I'm not going to be on these 2K streets because Final Fantasy VII Rebirth (laughs) come out tonight at 11 p.m. Oh, shit. That's tonight. Tonight. Okay. This evening. I play the RPG and man, man, listen, forever. this do you play Final Fantasy? Mm. Mm, let me tell you something. It. Listen, as somebody who calls themselves the real life Tifa Lockhart, let me tell you. Yeah, that's, that's where you got yeah. <laughs> this game has been it, the first one was beautiful. This rebirth looks like it's gonna be even better, and I can't wait to play it. So y'all ain't gonna see me on 2K for a little bit. But when I come back, at Camille Monet. <laughs> C-A-M-I-L-L-E-M-O-N-A-E. Eric ain't here, uh, but at Bugs Burner on Instagram. That's all y'all get. That's all you get. And it's your boy K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. Wait.
Am I doing the wrong thing? Yes, yeah, I am. You are. God damn. We were talking um, about it, though. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Shout out to y'all. Um, <laughs> Everyday underscore gentleman on Instagram. I'm okay. Harris216 on Twitter and Snapchat. I'm mad I was doing my intro at the end. <laughs> and it's your boy, T I M K I N Z, the number three, AKA Ass Ketchum, AKA Mr. Give it to me. Uh, what I got for y'all this week? I'm out. This. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>